Hello everyone, Sarus from Germany. I'm Judel Kieskerbotis and welcome to my fourth episode of Running and Fabulous, a podcast created to ignite and empower new and amateur runners to hit the road and push themselves to the next level. Today, I'm ultra excited. I'm like a ball of fire. I'm always living vicariously through other runners because I can't possibly run everything, everywhere, every year. Just can't do it, right? So I've been checking out Instagram stories and posts from some of the runners that I follow. And guess what? Guess where they are today? New York, New York. Yeah, they're spreading the news that they're in New York City as we speak. Because, my friends, this weekend is the New York City Marathon, where rubber meets the road. Oh, my goodness, goodness I tell you. I, um, I feel, I feel right here, a ball of fire hitting my solar plexus. Yeah, because I'm reliving exactly what I what I experienced in 2015 when I ran New York City for the first that that was my very first full marathon New York City Marathon 2015 and I want to share with you some of the stories that I lived during before and um, and a little bit after the marathon I mean it's it's absolutely it's an event to attend whether you're watching or running, you gotta be there to live it. So anyways, you see, I told you, I started running in uh, December, 2012. And my first half marathon was October, 2013. Um, I got bit so hard by the running bug that by the end of 2014, somehow I felt like I could bring my running game up a notch, you know? I felt like I could run a half marathon every weekend, yeah? So, um, I was ready for the big bite. I was ready for the big full marathon. And for me, New York City is home. Yeah, that's where I grew up. And um, that's also where my daughter was born. So somehow running, which started as a personal journey that I will share with you at some other point, turned into something I wanted to make my kids proud of. Yeah. So when I thought of bringing my running game up a notch, I said I would run three marathons. The New York City to honor the birthplace of my daughter, Munich to honor the birthplace of my son, and Berlin for me, just for fun. <laughs> but when I was training and piling up those kilometers on my own, no coach, no motivators, no uh, you know cheering squad, yeah, just me, myself, and my running shoes, yeah? I was like, oh man, <laughs> I think this New York City Marathon is going to be my first and my last marathon. Like, why am I doing this to myself? Like, every time I felt the pain, I'm just like, why am I doing this to myself? And especially like taking on the really long, long, um, long runs, like 28, 30 kilometers. I was just like, why why so but the one thing that scared me the most was actually what i had been reading up until that point and i had been reading that even profies uh hit the wall just 
before the end. So they're unable to cross that finish line. Now in endurance sports, hitting the wall mean you suddenly are fatigued, like your glycogen stores or, the, your, or your energy stores in the, in the muscles and in the liver are completely depleted and you can't move forward. So basically, it's like when you're like, you know, running, uh, going on a, on a road trip in your car and suddenly your gas is completely empty and the car goes, boom. That's where you stop. You can't move, right? If you can't move your car without gas, you can't move your muscles without glycogen, without energy, okay? So that's what happens to some even profi runners. So I was like, oh my God, what if I run out of gas and I can't cross the finish line? Like all this ordeal, the training, everything, everything I worked so hard for, I'm not going to be able to see the fruit for it, right? And... And I was really scared that I would come back home without that medal, right? Because I wanted to show my kids that you can do anything you work for and set your mind to do. So I set myself as a role model for my kids and I thought I can't possibly fail to finish this race. But running the New York City Marathon was not my only challenge on that day. You see, a week prior, I was picking up after my kids and somehow I got a funny pain on my lower back. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm like, I trained, I've booked my flight, I'm going to run this marathon. So <laughs> I put all kinds of ointments and did all kinds of stretches and all kinds of things and the pain would not go away. You see, and sometimes it even flowed down to one of my gluteus. So I was just like, no, oh my God, what is this? Go away. You're just ruining, you know, my gold. You're just sabotaging everything I've worked so hard to, to achieve. So basically, um, a couple of days after this, this triggered happened, I flew to New York City with a pain on my butt, quite literally. You know, it was literally a pain on my butt. So <laughs> any funny movement and the pain was there, you know, trying to just kill my buzz. And I'm just like, no, I cannot let this happen. So when, when I went to pick up my bib, I actually bought a funny contraption um, to do like pressure point massages. Yeah. And uh, that seemed to work. They showed me how to use it. And I pressed certain points on my back, lower back. And I was like, oh, that feels actually much better. And I have a friend in New York, my friend Dawn. Shout out to my girlfriend. She's a professional masseuse. And she gave me a wonderful, gentle massage. And, uh, and another friend actually gave me a pass to take uh, to to have a sauna so that I could relax my muscles, you know. So basically, everyone pitched in to help me get better and get ready for this race. So I thought I was safe. I was like, oh yeah, you know, everything is gone. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good to go. Um, except when I got got up at four o'clock in the morning on the day off and I was putting on my, <laughs> I was putting on my pants, you know, I was putting on my gear. Um, the pain came back with a vengeance 
and I was like, oh my God, this is not happening to me. No, this is not happening to me. So I actually had taken some heat packs with me, um, heat patches. I, I took some heat patches with me um, because I thought, well, maybe I'll need them, right? I took them from here uh, to, to, to New York. So I packed them in my bag and I head out to the Start Village. And um, the first thing I did when I got to the Start Village was visit the Red Cross because I was fearful that I had some sort of sciatica problem. You see, I had this when I was pregnant and it was also a funny pain like that that also went down my glute and sometimes down to my leg because the sciatic nerve runs from the lower back to, uh, to the back of the legs. And so the, the pain was so a little similar so I thought to myself if I have a sciatica like I can't I can't run like that's it that's the end of this I, I'll have to like pack my bag and go on a bus and and get back into the city and uh yeah I was I was devastated I was completely devastated I thought I would not even be able to start so um so they checked me out at the Red Cross and clear the sciatica business. They're like, oh no, you're fine. You don't have a sciatica. So, but take this aspirin. And then they put a little red dot on my bib saying, you're not allowed to take any more medication on the course because there are medical stands along the course. And, and they were like, you're not allowed to take any more, but take this pill. And if you feel the pain coming, uh, have one. You know, it was, uh, it was an aspirin because you can't take ibuprofen when you're, when you're racing. But anyways, so... Um, I actually took the pills and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't take them because I'm like, I don't want to take anything that will potentially uh, hamper the signals that my body is sending to me during this race. So I thought painkillers would actually, um, would actually hinder those signals, right? So, but I did have my hip patches with me. And what I did is that I put them on my lower back and uh and i went out and i i went out to relax i remember i never felt so calm on any race before that i just i was bundled up because you do bundle up in a lot of old clothes it was very cold at the start and i just laid on the grass like many others because they suggest uh was that when i was reading back then they suggest that you should be off your feet as much as possible before the marathon so we were just laying down on the grass and I remember just feeling very calm and relaxed until they called my group to go to the corral to start and that's when I started to to get pumped again I'm just like oh my god I'm about to hit the road this is like amazing you know so when they started us they started us with the song start spreading the news and I'm just like oh my I'm going to run New York City. This is like the best thing on the planet. So I forgot all about my heat patches and lower back pain and all of that other stuff. And uh, I, I got started. I got started. And let me tell you, if you are running New York City this weekend, it will be the biggest and longest block party you will ever ever attend i mean the crowd in new york city it's loud and crazy and they will cheer you on all the way to central park and maybe that's where i got my big mouth from you know <laughs> but you will not feel lonely it's just it's an amazing and an exceptional event well organized and even though there are like fifty thousand plus runners and 
many more expectators than that, you are going to feel like you do have a little bit of space, a little bit of elbow space to, to meet your targets if you're going for targets. Except maybe crossing the Verrazano Bridge, you know, crossing the Verrazano Bridge could be a little lonely at the start because people are not allowed to be on the bridge. But even then, you will find people on the bridge because it's New York after all and all rules are meant to be broken. <laughs> so, but I was fortunate enough to have my friends position at different parts of the course. So when I ran, I was looking for addresses uh, to, to, so I can stop for super power hugs and selfies with my friend. I mean, but inside the race itself, there were many instances where I thought, wow, you know, there are some brave people out there. Um, I saw people wa with walking disabilities, blind people being escorted by the New York City Roadrunners. Shout out to those people that, um, that actually take on challenges like these, right? I mean, it's mental strength, it's, it's, it's a physical strength, it's determination, it's, oh, it's everything in between. So, you know, shout out to all of those amazing and fabulous people that, uh, that are going to hit the road uh, this weekend in the New York City Marathon, one of the most famous, one of the most famous uh, courses in the, in the running community. Um, I actually saw one young man with a t-shirt that read at the back, if I've survived Afghanistan, I can survive this. I mean, to me, that just, that hit me. I was just like, yeah, you know, if he can survive Afghanistan, we can all survive this 42.195 kilometer run. No problem, you know. But along the course, I saw people being pulled out on stretches because they got injured. You know, I mean, anything can happen on a race. And like I said the last time, every single race is different, regardless of how you train for it. You know, some people were running with ice packs, you know, uh, binded to their legs or ankles, limping, limping along to finish this, this race. To me, this was an extremely emotional race. You are heightened, you are super excited, you know. It took me a very long time personally to live in Germany. And I felt that that race was almost like my goodbye party. Like I was, every kilometer I ran, I felt like I was picking up some dried roots, yeah, that I caught when I moved to Germany and I was finally collecting all these pieces of dry roots along the way um, to bring them back to Germany where I decided to raise my kids, put them in water and hoping that they'll grow again and I could finally leave my, my life in New York City behind. You know, so I know it, it sounds dramatic and whatever thing, but it was it was a very extremely emotional race for me. Besides the fact that you are already emotional, you are already heightened, you know, by this event, you release a lot of dopamine, you release a lot of happy hormones, right? But anyway, in the end, I crossed that finish line. And when I crossed that finish line, my first thought and post on Facebook was, holy beep, I just ran a marathon. And deep down, in, although I had doubts that I would run an, a marathon again, and I had doubts that I would even finish it, I was like, I had to do this again. Where do I sign up? <laughs> 
where do I sign up for the next marathon? I have to experience this again. But remember that heat patch I had on my back? You know, well, it never bothered me during the race. I never felt it. Yeah, I never need uh, needed the painkiller. Um, so when I went to take a shower, I took off those heat patches and the warm water, it was uh, running down my back. Yeah. So as the warm water ran down my back, I started to feel this stinging and burning sensation on my skin and I'm just like what in the world how hot were those heat patches because I thought it was just the result of the the heat that was um that was uh, released from those heat patches that was still on my skin and when it touched the water I thought well that's why it's it's hot and and hurts you know it was it was too hot so when i kind of twist around to get a a look uh, to my lower back i saw what was a huge chaffing cuts caused by the edges of those patches yeah the upper and lower edges of those heat patches were tattooed onto my raw skin and i did not feel a thing during the race <laughs> can you imagine how high my my endorphins and dopamine and all these super exciting hormones were during that race i mean my focus was really on my heavy legs after kilometer 40 anyways and during the race was just like checking out every single new york city scene as i ran through it so my energy the spectators the experience the fact that i was there the fact that it was my beloved new york just made me forget uh, about those uh, heat patches on my back until i took a shower <laughs> new york city will always be near and dear to my heart and to all of you fabulous runners out there hitting the road this weekend and taking on the challenge of new york city i wish you a successful fun and exciting experience you can do it if you can do it there you can do it anywhere new york new york and with that my fabulous listeners this podcast has come to an end. I really appreciate your time and sticking around until the end. And thank you so much for listening to your host, Judelki Escarbotes. I wish you schönen Tag and hasta mañana. Ciao.